Welcome to God's Eternal Purpose Radio Broadcast, brought to you by the Church in Accra as one of the local churches in Ghana. We bring you a life-changing fellowship every Saturday at 8 o'clock to 8.30 a.m. on Sweet Melodies 94.3 FM. And now, today's message. Greetings to all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today is another day, and we will continue with the series on the four falls of man. This may be the last or the last but one. And uh, we just trust and believe that those of you who have been following this series will receive blessings from the Lord. And we believe you have been blessed. Before we continue, as usual, let's have a word of prayer. Our dear Heavenly Father, we give you glory. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you adoration. Lord, may your grace abound during this time of speaking and shine upon your word to be spirit and life to as many as are listening. Cause your word also to be spirit and light to enlighten and enliven all those who are listening to your word. Bless us, Lord. Bless the speaking and bless our hearing. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, like I said, we come to the fourth fall of man. And uh, if you have been following, we have already shared or we have covered three of the falls. The first, the second, and then the third fall. Today, we are going to look at the fourth fall. Let's read Genesis chapter 11. We are going to read from verse 1 to verse 9. These are passages that people read and they take them for granted. But they are very, very important. Genesis 11, verse 1. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of China, and they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone, and they had asphalt for mortar. Then verse 4 says, And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower, whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. Verse 5 says, But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language, and this is what they begin to do. Now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Then verse 7 says, Come, let us go down and there confuse their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they ceased building the city. Then verse 9 reads, Therefore his name is called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. 
My dear listeners and friends, in our last broadcast, when we were sharing the second part of the third fall, we pointed out that there have been some people that God has used during these times. We mentioned names like Enos. We mentioned Abel. Then we mentioned Noah. And we pointed out that Noah, what happened? The Bible says that he found grace in the presence of God. He walked with God. And through this faith, grace and in the faith that he exercised, when God spoke to him, he believed. In other words, Noah received a revelation. He believed God's word. And he gave himself, and according to first, Second Peter chapter 2, that Second Peter chapter 2 verse 5, he was a preacher of righteousness. He preached to the people for many years to change. Tradition tells us that he preached for 120 years. And he built an ark. That ark that he built, it was the same ark that saved him. So we pointed out that the ark you build today is the same that will save you when God's judgment falls. Then the question that we threw is this. What ark are you building today? What are you spending your life doing? Are you building something that will save you eternally? Are you building something that will endure unto eternity? Or you are building something for today that you will die and leave behind? We must have a realization. And we have said it before that the way you spend your time on this earth is the way you spend your life. Noah spent his time building an ark and preaching righteousness. What ark are you building today? The life you live, the life you live today is a life that will save you. Every life you are living is the same life that will save you. And that is the ark. My dear friends, we'll look at few things concerning the fourth fall. But before we touch it, we'll go back to recap. I want you to know one thing. That at the fourth fall, man fell to the uttermost. And it's very easy to assume that it is man who is doing it. And just as we have said in the past, Satan will never come out to say, I am Satan and I'm the one doing this. Because he knows that no one will listen to him. Satan will hide behind people. He will hide behind natural circumstances, the weather. He will hide behind different kinds of things to deceive people. So then, we see the first fall. We saw the second fall. We saw the third fall. I want to tell you that all of these, behind all of them, was Satan. With the first fall, man fell from God's presence to man's conscience. And like we said before, Satan succeeded to separate man from God. He, he succeeded to put something between man and God by causing man to disobey God. How did he do it? He did it by slandering God so that the man that God has purpose to use, he will damage him, he will destroy him. 
He will make him such that God will not be able to use this man again. But you know what? Man fell from God's presence to man's conscience. This is also an act of God. When Adam sinned, when Eve sinned, God came to look for them. Even Cain, when he murdered his brother, God came to speak to him. All of these things were signs that God was looking for man and had an interest in man to save man. So at the first fall, man fell from God's presence to man's conscience. In other words, man fell from the divine government to serve government. And I tell you, God's original intention was to have man in his presence and lead man in everything. That is why the Bible tells you in Genesis that at the center of the garden, when God has created man, he put man before the tree of life. The tree of life represents God himself. So he wanted man to eat of this tree. He will be man's life so that man will be his living. He will fill man and the man will express him. Satan came to deceive man, to distract him, so that man will not be gained by God for his purpose. I tell you what, man fell from God's presence, like we told you, to man's conscience. Man fell from divine government to serve government, so that God revived something in man. And let me say this. Before the fall, Adam didn't know anything called conscience or anything like conscience. All he knew was fellowship with God. All he knew was fellowship with God. Look at your human body. You are never conscious of your teeth until there is toothache. You are never conscious of your tongue until, some, until you bite your tongue or something hurts your tongue. You are never conscious of your fingers until there is sore on them. When everything is right, we don't sense pain. In the same way, when Adam was in the presence of the Lord, the conscience was not there. And in other words, the conscience was passive. There are some Bible teachers who believe that conscience was not there until after the fall. Many also believe, and I do, conscience was there, but it needed to be triggered by the fall of man before it became activated. Just as there was death, but death become, didn't become active until man sinned. Then death became active. I tell you, God made man of a spirit, a soul, and a body. And according to the divine revelation, man's spirit is made up of fellowship or communion, is made up of conscience, is also made up of intuition. Conscience is part of the spirit. So it was something that God put into man. So then our own experience shows us. If you don't do anything wrong, your conscience never judges you. Your conscience never bothers you. It's only when you do something wrong. Even when you tell the smallest lie, you feel you are in trouble. And God did that to check man, to control man, to restrict man. To keep man from getting wild. So immediately, man sinned. The conscience began to work. So God put man under 
the rule of man. That's man's conscience. God's desire was that man should, have, should live in fellowship with him by causing man to stand in his presence. And that will be God's controlling essence. But then, man rebelled against or sinned against God. But then, like I said, God did not give man up. He put him under conscience to guide him. Then with the second fall, man fell from his conscience to another man's control. This was a time when Satan succeeded in separating man from man. Right? So God put man under man. In other words, if man cannot rule himself, if man cannot take care of himself, then somebody must take care of him. Satan succeeded to separate man from man by causing Cain to kill Abel. You know, my dear friends, the first person to violate the rule of the conscience was Cain. When he killed his brother, he knew he has done wrong. But even before that, God came to speak to him. God came to prick his conscience. He said, why is your countenance falling? If you do well, you do well. His countenance was falling, filled with anger, hatred, and jealousy. Then he went ahead. Instead of listening to God when God's sin lies at your door, he went ahead to kill his brother. That is what happened to man at the second fall. He murdered his brother, and what did he do? He lied to God. He was even cheeky. He gave God cheek. Where is your brother? I don't know. Then he asked God, Am I my brother's keeper? Where was the boldness to be so rebellious like this? Today, many men refuse to live by their conscience. You, you meet people, they go to work. If their boss is not there, they don't work. They will sit on the desk and, and, and chat and, and, and crack jokes. And, and do lose things. When they see their boss coming, they see the car outside, they all run and go and sit at their desk. It shows that man is not living by his conscience. But God's desire is to use the conscience to restrict you so that you turn to him and be in fellowship with him. So if you are that kind, change your ways. You go to the office and then the young man they, they are so loose. Even some of the managers are so loose with their workers. The men are loose with the ladies. They crack expensive jokes and they do many, many, many low things. Because man has fallen from the rule of his conscience. I pray God to have mercy on you who are listening to me. I pray God that the mercy of God will reach you. I tell you, with a third fall, Man fell into the damage of his humanity. What happened? It was an improper union contrary to God's original plan. In other words, according to Romans chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. Romans 1, 26 and 27. Let me read something to you. Romans 1, 26 and 27. I read. 
For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women exchanged the natural use of what is against nature. 27. Likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burn in their lust for one another, men with men, committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. Can you believe this? Let me read it again to you. Verse 26. It says this. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women exchange the natural use for what is against nature. Verse 27 says, And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, they burn in their lust for one another. Men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. This therefore, the Bible says, when the sons of God saw the, the daughters of men growing beautifully, these were angels. They came down to marry them. They came to have union with them. God did not intend that to be. God's union was man and woman and not angel and a woman. So this was another step of the devil to destroy the work of God. This was Satan's work to destroy what God is, is doing. And I tell you, it was an improper union contrary to God's original plan. You know, my dear friends, even though God judged the corrupted and damaged human race, Satan has been working to cause more damage. A typical example is this LGBTQ. This whole time, this all that is being heard on the television and also on the radio, discussing. I mean, this is absurd. Terrible to the uttermost. Lesbians, gay, bisexual, transgender. Eh? Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and then queer. These are descriptions that human beings have given to themselves. Now, news is spreading that there are more trans coming out. Apart from transgender, we have transracial. There are some who are white, they believe they should be black. So they want to change. Then transable. Some also, they, they, they look healthy, but they feel they are disabled. Then transaged, aged. Some also, they are grown up, but they feel they are babies. I tell you, not too long, there will be transbestia. There will be human beings who tell you that they feed their lions. They, they must become animals. All of these things are the work of Satan. And this is the goal of the enemy Satan to change the nature of the highest creature of God, that is man. Lions are not trying to become human beings. The lioness is never ashamed to, to be a lioness. But man is changing his gender or his sex. It is the work of the devil because he knows this is the highest that God has created. He knows this is the highest. When the daughters of men were growing beautiful, that was when Satan came in. Now, with the fourth fall, it was a complete rebellion against God. In Genesis chapter 11 verse 1, it says this, The whole world the whole earth had one language and one speech. One language because they understood each other. One speech because they spoke the same thing. 
I tell you, my dear friends, look at it. With a third four. The daughters of men were beautiful. So Satan had to go into damage. And these very ones that is separated from God, he now wants to unite with them, to have a union with them. So his evil angels went to have union with them. Just so he could destroy the, the number one creature of God. I tell you, my dear friends, here also, we see the fourth four. He said the whole earth was, had one language and one speech. One language because they understood each other and they all spoke the same thing. Let me tell you something. It is just one, one accord. In other words, if you are just in union, Satan will utilize it. But if that oneness, right, is with God, if it's something of God, Satan can never destroy it. People can come together and say we are one, and Satan will use them to do something evil. But in the Bible, there's something we say we call it oneness. That is where God's life is added. It is used to the glory of God. Now, let's look at the fourth four. They said they will build a tower to make a name for themselves. They are not going anywhere. In Isaiah chapter 14, 12 to 14, let's read it. Isaiah chapter 14, 12 to 14. This is a message about Lucifer who became Satan. It reads, How are you falling from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nation? For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farther side of the north. Then I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. He didn't say I will be God. But he, said, I, he knows he can't be God. So he said I will be like God. So, so you know, Satan's fall was you will be like God. Now let's read another one. Genesis chapter 3. We'll read verse 4 and 5. Genesis 3, 4 and 5. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. Verse 5 says this, For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So the very desire that he had, that God caused to cast him out, he used that also to deceive man. But then when you come to Genesis chapter 11, the people, they want to make a name for themselves. My dear friends, look at what they said. Let us make bricks. God has given them stones, but they are going to pick something from God, convert it to do something. So the Bible says they had bricks like stones and mortar and asphalt as their mortar. Bricks signify the effort of the natural man. I said bricks signify the effort of the natural man. God did not create, create bricks. God made the mud and then it's man who gets it and bake it and make and turn it into bricks. God created a dependent man, a man to stand before him and depend on him. And when this man depends on him, all the men depends on God, God builds them together. That is the building that God's desire. But then here is a, a building being constructed with bricks. So this building is man-made, totally godless. Then the next thing is this. They said they are going to build a tower 
To do what? To project their image. To advertise themselves. To show who they are. He said, let us make a name for ourselves. Let us make a name for ourselves. And today, Holy Man desires this a lot. To make a name for himself. Let us make a name for himself. Now let me tell you something, my dear friends. The Bible says, according to Acts chapter 4 verse 12, it says this. There is none other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So for somebody to try to make a name for himself is contrary to God's plan. There is only one name. But then, I would like us to read a verse. In Philippians chapter 2, from verse 9 to 11. Philippians 2, 9. Look at what he says. Therefore God also has exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. The one they are talking about here is the Lord Jesus Christ. The verses before show how he gave himself, he devoted himself to God. He humbled himself even to death. So God also highly exalted him. My dear friends, if you want to be exalted, the way to be exalted is to be humble before God. And God gave him a name which is above every name. So if even these people in Babel has gained and made a name, this name will be above their name. Verse 10. It reads like this. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of those in heaven, and of those on earth, and of those under the earth. In other words, every knee in heaven, right, be it the angels, on the earth human beings, or on, under the earth. Whether the demons or, or the dead, every knee bows to Jesus. Then verse 11. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is the name that is above every name. Now, I'll tell you this. Romans chapter 10 verse 13. We'll read that, then I'll conclude. Romans 10 verse 13. It says this, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. In order, this is the name that brings salvation. This is the name that can save you. Call on the name of Jesus now and be saved. That is the name that is above every name. That is the name that every tongue will confess. That is the name that every knee will bow. Call with me. Say, Oh Lord Jesus. Say it. Oh Lord Jesus. Say it from the depths of your being. Oh Lord Jesus. You are not calling this name in vain. The Bible says it's rich to all who call upon him. If in sincerity you call, you'll be saved. Say it one more time. Oh Lord Jesus. God bless you, my dear listener. Let me pray. Dear Heavenly Father, these ones have called your name. Prove to them that you are a living God and your name brings salvation. The name Jesus. We thank you. Amen. I am Brother Jerry Okain. God bless you. Thank you for listening to God's Eternal Purpose Radio Broadcast brought to you by the Church in Accra as one of the local churches in Ghana. Fellowship with the Church in Accra 
by joining our virtual Bible study meeting links and fellowships on Sundays, 9.30 to 12 o'clock p.m., Wednesdays at 6.30 to 8 o'clock p.m., and Fridays, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. You may contact us for further fellowship and joining links by calling us on 0200-117-222 or 0274-433-100 or 0246-962607. The numbers again are 0200-117-222 or 0274-433-100 or 0246-962607. You can send any questions by WhatsApping us on the same numbers. Check us up on the various social media platforms including podcasts by searching God's Eternal Purpose Broadcast. The local churches, living for Christ and the church till his kingdom come. Oh, praising my Savior.